Welcome to KuzaCast, where we interview some of the most influential people in tourism from around the world. My name is Graham Watson, and I'm the founder of Kuza Global. The word Kuza means a new dawn, and in 2023, we want to find out just how our guests are working towards that new dawn. Join us and subscribe to future episodes as we hope to inspire you with stories of strength and resilience in the tourism industry. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the KuzaCast. And today we are talking with Rudy Wagner, the owner of On Demand Hospitality Solutions. Rudy and I have known each other for many years. Uh, welcome, Rudy. Thank you so much, Graham. Appreciate the time and the platform. No problem at all. Your your career um, has gone from strength to strength over the years. It's been fantastic to watch how you've grown and get to know you a bit more. And the purpose of today is to speak to other people in the industry, tell them a bit more about what you do, what you've done, and any advice you can give to any young budding people in the industry who um, who just need need a bit of advice on how to how to succeed in the in the wonderful industry of tourism that we both work in. So thanks again, Rudy, for joining me. If we can just kick off by maybe a little uh, self-introduction to everybody and if you can just run through what you've what you've been up to over the past uh, few years since since you left school. <laughs> Let's go right back to that. Wow. Well, Graham, for me it's it's quite interesting. My parents were both school teachers. So Luxury travel in our household equated to my dad smoking his pipe, driving a car through the Kruger National Park. And I think if um, if you look at health laws today, my, my dad would possibly have lost his kids because we were virtually in a car filled with, with smoke fumes. And if you said to me that one day I'll have the opportunity and privilege of taking my family on a robust rail experience, uh, it, it would have been something that was completely removed from my frame of reference. Um, we never flew overseas for holidays. Um, we we didn't have those sort of things that that people took for granted. And I think this is why every single day I am welcomed like like a guest is welcome to staying at a safari camp or a hotel in Johannesburg. I I recognize that sense of tailored hospitality and the effort that goes into it. Um, to me, it, since school, it, it has always been a delicious treat to be welcomed with in the arms of luxury. And it wasn't something I, I initially focused myself on. I kind of just got involved working in the hotel operations space. And to this day, it, it was funny. I sat with a group of hoteliers on New Year's Eve, and I toasted to all the hoteliers within the hotels and lodges that's delivering on our promises as marketeers, because I know what it feels like at month end to make sure that stock control's done, that fridges are counted. I know what it's like when you've got a, a wedding that overruns, and staff needs to get back to their families and come on an early shift again. Um, being in a hotel in the South African landscape is is a calling, and um, I did that for five years, and I've got such respect for our hoteliers that deliver on those curated guest experiences. So since school, I've been involved in the luxury hospitality frontier, 
I, I've traveled overseas. I've looked after various markets from Australia to Japan to Europe, um, most recently to the United States. And um, one thing that I can honestly say about this industry is Desmond Tutu once said, I am a person because of another person. This industry does carry its own. If when I went to the States, I asked a DMC in South Africa, and I'm, 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 I'll be open about it. Um, it was the team at Trans Africa Safaris. And Andre and the team opened so many doors for me on that marketing trip that I will be eternally grateful to them. And then those agents on the other side that put me in their car, took an afternoon out of their schedule, drove me around New York City as if I was Tommy the Tourist because they knew it was my first time. So, yeah, from what I've been doing since school is I've, I've been taking in and breathing this industry that is just amazing. It but is. It's, it's also, it's yeah, but it's, you know, it's also one of those competencies where your integrity and your word is, is all you have. So when you, you commit to X, Y, and Z follow up and you deliver on that, this industry respects you for that. And that to me has always been, been very valuable. So yeah, that's what I've been doing since school. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So tell me a bit more about on demand hospitality solutions, your, your, your brainchild, your, your, your baby. So it was interesting. I've, I obviously sit with a 24-year skill set in the luxury inbound market segment in South Africa. And I wanted to create a model where a product could benefit from some of that, but didn't have the need for a full-time person only dedicated to their brand. And one thing that I've realized is so many of the products have representation offices across the world and then they get 80% of their business from 20% of their customers but that wouldn't necessarily be the same for a product in Cape Town versus a product on the garden route versus a safari lodge so I've, I've started selling portions of my month to to clients saying to them we'll give you a tailored marketing plan we agree on the deliverables for the month and we then, at the end of the month, look at the roadmap, look where we've achieved um, our deliverables, and we plan the next month. And um, I'll, I'll never forget my first client where, where I said it's, it's, it's almost like, like dating. Instead of us getting married with a long-term contract, we date because we want to date. I want to be excited when um, I see you, and I want you to be excited when you see me. And um, yeah, I've, I've I've been dating my longest client now for fourteen months. Wow, no, that's <laughs> um, a, great, a great way to look at it. I'm so glad that you have regular regular meetings because that's that's so important. Obviously, you know, I we we both have representation and marketing companies and. You know, to to get the input to it's it's so important to constant uh, touch uh, points with the with the with the client and see how things are going, um, because it's it you you're both in charge of of the brand of their brand and to make sure that it's going on the right path. 
I think it's great that you have regular regular meetings and updates with your clients. Yeah, but I also think this is something I've learned. You know, back in 2000, my one of my first bosses was a lady called Britt Van Ickack. And she said, remember that you're always an extension of the of the client as the assistant buyer. And for me, it's it's been a non-negotiable that I do a company profile and an assessment on each of the clients before I walk in to know exactly where they've got their nets spread, where are they fishing, what are new opportunities that they've got so that I can position my product as part of that buying process. Um, I'm not relying on the, the fact that they... They're going to say to me, oh, well, this could possibly work. I almost, I almost present the product to them and said, I've analyzed your business. This is where I could see this will work. And, and you present it to them as part of the assistant buyer in the process. And that makes a big difference versus just standing in front of a client saying, I've got 25 beautiful rooms and this is what the owners have put into it. I'll use a classic example, something like, like Fairlawns that I represent based in Johannesburg. It's not close to the airport where a lot of clients are putting their guests at an airport-based hotel because it's the ease of convenience. But if you look at the travel landscape post-pandemic, baggage are getting lost, the railway strikes, clients are arriving into the destination a day later. And that safari experience potentially could be annihilated if that guest arrives 24 hours later and that safari experience that's the champion of that holiday is not available. So saying to the client, let's combine a Fairlawns experience with one of the top eateries in Johannesburg. We've curated a drink and drive option where the hotel will take you to the restaurant and bring you back. You don't have to drive. Mm. Those experiences really transcend that you are positioning the destination to them. And amazing things come out of that. I mean, we've just had a world famous Los Angeles filmmaker that stayed with us and then turned around and said, but... I want to I celebrate Joburg and then spend another day filming and share that footage with us. And I think that's how people, again, it goes back to the fact that there's this universal message of humanity um, has unity and together we can achieve great things when we collaborate. And Absolutely. I've always been about that collaboration. So, yeah, that's, that's a, a, a constant theme that's come through in, in all my previous interviews so far. Uh, particularly in the tourism industry context, the spirit of collaboration and uh, the rising tide raises all the ships because it's um, definitely, I think, who who has the words to describe what we've been through in the last three years? I don't think anybody does. What, what do you think the last three years has taught you not only about the industry as a whole, but about yourself? And, uh, you know, maybe uh, certainly there's a lot that I realized about myself that I didn't know before March 20, mm. 2020. So maybe you can speak a bit about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never, never, ever forget March the 27th, um, 2020, Graham, what was going to be a, a three-week lockdown, maybe a bit of a breather, time to pause, which to me became the biggest realization as a employee that government is not going to support you um businesses cannot support their staff when there's a mammoth a mammoth crises out there you i think i've never realized how vulnerable i was as as someone that always had a squeaky clean credit record 
that if you told me before the pandemic that really you you will be behind on your mortgage payments, that you will be in the most insane amount of credit card debt, I would say to you, no, that's not me. I've never missed anything. You know, I am your model person to to lend money to. And in a mere six months, it went from from being a, an amazing person from a credit reference point of view to just, you know, hanging on a thread. Mm. And there was nothing to bail you out. Um, and and I, have, I have to acknowledge this. My, my father and my partner, really, it wasn't for them, I'd honestly be living under a bridge. And that wasn't something unique to me. We had single mothers in our industry that were not able to provide for their children. Um, colleagues of ours that canceled their car insurances and then the car got stolen. And you, you kind of sit back and you think, what's going on? Why, why are these things happening? Yeah. But that's, that's the reality. We've gone through the most insane journey, each of us in a different way. Um, so what I've learned is you can't rely on someone else to help you. You got to do it yourself. <laughs> Get your that's, hands dirty. Yeah. That's and it's 100%, easily said, yeah. Graham. It's very easily said. It's it was the most daunting thing that I've done in my life. And I know that I've 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 got clients that I'm hugely proud of celebrating. You kind of take a bit of a, a breather, but you're still crawling your way out of a massive deep hole. Um I kind of feel like a student again because mm. I've I've got all that debt that I used to have as a student and now I've, I've, I've got that again, but you know, it's so much better being in a position where you're working again, where um, you can be creative again, you can collaborate again. Uh, something I'm so incredibly proud of is the impact in Bezo that we launched in partnership with like-minded luxury products in South Africa that are giving back and is, is something completely new. And again, those collaborations. I would never be able to launch something like that on my own. But mm. putting my heads together with a team at the Liz McGrath Collection, NAC Helicopters, Shamari, um, Zambezi Queen, who just were so willing to work together and combine our resources and create something special. That's that is really how we are a tribe. Absolutely. And and that's one thing that I must say. There, there, I think a lot of us had to just put put the positivity cap on. If we focused on what was going wrong, it would have been a nightmare. We had to we had to celebrate the small wins, and that's that's one thing that that's certainly going to stick with me is just look to what's going right. Don't focus on what's going wrong, and and embrace and 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 continue with what's going right. And I think you maybe feel the same way that. The sense of pride at, at the at the resilience uh, that you may not have known that was in you until you had to. It's like, um, I think it was Bob Marley who said, "No one knows how strong they are until they have no other choice," or something along those lines. And I, I you know, that's one hundred percent me, and and I think many people like you uh, in, in the industry as well. You you didn't realize the strength you had until. Being strong was the only choice you had. 
um, and rising above it. Because the alternative, as you say, living under a bridge, that was the alternative. Um, so you had to do, you had to rise above it. And and luckily, you know, luckily everything seems to be going on on that path, and which I'm so happy for you about. Um, yeah, but I also think Graham, as as you as you map your career path out and you look back at it, you realize that you you were gifted pieces of the puzzle that allows you to to create your destiny. But the reality is that many of our colleagues that drives the hospitality sector in South Africa did end up under a bridge. And I'm talking mm. about the temporary waiters who virtually were told overnight, sorry, um, there is no more employment. They're casuals in large hotels, which closed their doors. And, you know, you're still looking at the reminisce of those individuals rebuilding their lives. That's why within in my new new space, the first and foremost criteria that I've got to before I take on any representation is, is how were the people treated during the pandemic and and nurtured and looked after. And I can proudly and with without any hesitation say that each of the products I represent were committed to the well-being of their individuals from not just South Africa all the way up into into Africa as independent hotels, not large chains, not um, being supported by government, but these owners turned around and said, we're making a conscious decision that we will look after the people that got us to this point. And um, it's just grace that that they, they're all back on track now. Mm. Um, and and you know what, what, what puts the biggest smile on my face is like Walkersons, we, we got a exclusive use conference an entire week. And that did coincide with a tour operator that already held an allocation and being able to say, but I need you to please release those rooms, which was <laughs> something I would never have dared say before the pandemic. And the camaraderie that's come out of that to say, how do we work together to make both of us achieve our goals? And to me, that's, that's incredible. Because mm. it's the goalposts have shifted. We are partners. It's amazing. Yeah. No, there's there's so many good things that have that have come out of it. Um and you know, there is certainly certainly if there isn't a light if we're not at the end of the tunnel, there's certainly a massive shining bright light right there mm. that that uh you know, we just need to a couple more steps and then we we through it. Um it's yeah i mean consider this time last year you know that what a difference a year makes and i think that a lot of a lot of the past few months has actually put people back on track um yesterday i had a, a podcast meet uh, interview and or maybe it was not yesterday but another <laughs> a few days back we we also discussed the the feeling that we are we are all still a part of the of the growth and of the reemergence, and mm. people shouldn't feel left behind in any way. Um, if if they are still struggling to to get back on their feet, it's not like now is the time for those who have survived and those who are now thriving. Now is the time for all of us. Um, and you know, for those people who may still feel well, you know. I've still got a long way to go to get to where I was and want to be. 
those those people need to understand that they can reach out to to yourself or myself or anybody else in the industry and just talk and i think what what we've all learned what we've all done is created lifelong friendships with people that were in the same situation and may be still in the same situation mm. those lifelong friendships will will stay lifelong and it's just about really training your mind to focus on on the positive no graham but i also think you take you take the evolution of of certain processes um during the pandemic i i will always and forever have respect for, to paul de valet where to mm, just yes. for his the absolute dedication that they've they've displayed towards that content system um the support that they've given the industry throughout that um when i was at my lowest how paul just virtually picked me up and said come let's go forward um Teresa at Knightsbridge. Oh my golly. What mm. what a truly South African product by our industry for our industry as a turnkey solution and their commitment to the small guest houses and and allowing them to recover. There's there's massive businesses out there that um display the best of the best. Natalia Rosa. Oh yes, yeah. You know, to this day, I I look at you know, just the absolute steadfast steering mechanism that she had. Incredible, incredible mm. that um, people just came and rallied. So, yeah, from that point of view, we I think it's something we don't talk about enough. I don't think no. we, we, we bear it all and show our battle scars, but they, they, they're real and they're there. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, just being it's... very grateful. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, yeah, the, the, gra the gratitude is the fact that we're all still here. And as you say, with, with the help of, of others, the debt is still there. So for people who think that everybody's back on their feet and it's happy days and everything like that, the, you know, the, a lot of people who still got a lot of debt to pay back. And, and that goes for the huge companies too. Um, you know, two, two years with no income and, and, and still massive expenses takes its toll. So we... But as 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 we've said, we're all we're all helping each other rise up again. So I I know oh, you absolutely. as as a a highly motivated, highly productive person. What what do you what tools have you found? I also know you as a bit of a a techie guy like me. What what tools do you use to help with productivity? And what would you say is your not daily routine, but what how do you go about, what would you at the end of the day consider a successful day? Yeah, sure, Graham. You know, technology and tools that that gets introduced into the market that that assist you is, is exceptional, but I've also realized one thing. I'm going to use Slack as an, as an absolute example. Incredible tool, amazing, adopted the program, um, used it, was was just incredible and then two months ago they changed their revenue model completely which which made it unaffordable to me yeah um and and you almost want to go like i've invested so much i can't pull any slack message that's older than 90 days now without paying for it oh, and crazy. and that to me was like well imagine whatsapp tomorrow says hey thank you for using whatsapp but any message older than a week you got to pay to see i think a lot of us will scurry around 
mm. um, because there's certain discussions and conversations that you've got that you need access to. But to me, it's been about supporting local. I and and also out of necessity, for me, I use a CRM system, which to me is the bane of what a a representation model is built on the engagements that you've got with your clients to make sure that your client relationships are not neglected. Because where I used to have one big tour operator, there's now 10 people that that was kind of like hatched from that relationship mm. and, and you've got to service them all. So in the past, you would have had one meeting. Now you're going to have 10 meetings. Um, so I support local um, sailboat, which, which is like a sailboat, S-A-L-E, boat, as a local app to run your CRM system to me is just gold. Uh, It was developed for the South African logistics industry. I've, I've researched them. I I mean, I would have obviously loved to have had a Salesforce and, and and a Zoho um, premium account, but um, the reality was I couldn't afford those. And how sailboat and myself just chiseled away at it and made it happen. And, um, to me, that's that's a great tool. And then the office tools that Google and Gmail puts in, in place, they're powerful. Mm. Um, I've just employed my first staff member. Um, Congratulations. Lovely to hear. Yeah, but but again, I, I sometimes need to schedule a doctor's appointment. That's the reality of what happens. But I, I, need, I need Karen to be empowered to know that I'm at the doctor. If she takes a phone call or she gets an inquiry and and just sharing a calendar simple yeah mm. where i'm transparent that i'm working till 11 o'clock with us calls and um don't don't give me a phone call six o'clock the next morning because i am decompressing and and it's just it's just about working together being smart and and working around it so yeah. to me a successful day is a day that I can put my head on the pillow, sailboats updated, my marketing reports can be pulled at any point, and my inbox is clean. And that that inbox sometimes does become a a big a big challenge. But I think the the most success at the end of the day is when your client sends you an email on a Saturday and says, "Wow, you know, I haven't seen an engagement like that from." Uh, a marketing company um i wish everybody would take note and that that mm. makes you feel really really like you've made a difference you've left an impact you you walked away from that engagement doing something worthwhile yeah for me it's 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 about as you say put the head on the pillow and and, and have made a difference in someone's life uh, a business owner that you represent you you know that you've done something that day in particular that will make their lives better and more successful because that's what they employ us to do and yeah that that to me is a successful day when there's been a been a positive engagement a positive result but graham so often what you do today you get the phone call four months later and it's like whoa i unfortunately that's the investment in marketing you yeah. plant the seeds, but they don't they don't germinate overnight. Yeah. And I think a lot of owners are kind of focused on the immediate return. And that's why I always have the hugest amount of respect for the clients I represent because they get the long-term commitment to the investment in their brand. And yeah. that 
that is that is gold because if someone doesn't invest it's like sending your child to school and then you take them out for two years and then you want to put them back in school and say but now you got to understand the level of math that we're at and you're like but mm. hang on you've got it you've got a two-year backlog mm. um but yeah that's that's an age old long discussion we'll have in our industry forever yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's the it's yeah the long-term commitment and I, and I keep reminding everybody in this industry that it's only really been since april may last year that the pcr test stopped and mm. you know even even later so people weren't traveling when they when they needed pcrs and all that because it was so expensive i i spent six thousand rand on a three-week trip once on pcr test ridiculous and um you know so people weren't People have only really been traveling uh, and it's still nowhere near the levels that they were, but people have only really had semi-unrestricted traveling since the middle of last year, and which is only really six, seven months ago. And I think that, yeah, people are getting people who may get frustrated about results need to keep reminding themselves of that. And you know, as you say, the, the seeds are planted, they take months to, to germinate. You the, the most beautiful flowers will take a while to bloom. And, uh, you know, that's what everybody needs to just remember. And I think it's a positive thought that just wait, just, just wait, it'll come, you know. But as much as you're investing in the marketing channel, Graham, you and I and our colleagues there are part of the same competency can plant these incredible seeds everywhere mm. and we can water them. But when that reception staff member is, is constrained and under pressure and can't facilitate that, that's one thing I, I hear on a daily basis our two operators saying service levels aren't back where they used to be. Um, it's, it's, it's hard because at the end of the day, the full circle has to have the same vision and and produce on the same level yeah. and and that's i think that's a real challenge for our industry at this point is that certain owners are, are hesitant wanting to bring back full teams um and that's why i'm so grateful that the products that i represent we can curate that and deliver on that um but some some large properties, there's there's still not full complements of staff back, and I think mm. you're absolutely right by saying it's only been a year. Um, mm. Yeah, look yeah, at yeah. how many restaurants this this New Year's Day were really operating because they had the capacity. And I'm mm. talking about popular holiday destinations. Um, yeah, but we'll get there. We will get there. Hospitality is something that that leave something for you to look forward to and that's really special yeah i know we we discussed uh my chat with with monica she was mm -hmm. saying monica yule she was saying um that when they said travel was non-essential she was saying well not essential for who because travel is essential for so many people it, it it provides you know so many things of what makes being alive great so mm -hmm. almost how can you say it's non-essential because you know it's it gives us so much that is essential um what this is a question i love asking everybody yeah. what do you think still what would you like to see 
still change in the industry to make it go forward in the way that you'd like to see? People have mentioned sustainability, um, LGBTQ, uh, sort of inclusion. What would you like to see? What would you, what would you be happy with that still in your mind has to be focused on? Oh, Graham, that's 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 a big question, but I'm going to put it in the South African context. And to me, that'll be skills recognition. I I would love to see that in South Africa, a receptionist that works at a hotel for 20 years gets some sort of NQF um, acknowledgement. I know there's there's various skill transfer programs that are out there. But I'm just going to use Bill Harrop as a classic example. We lost this iconic aviator that flies hot air balloons, who over the years left a legacy behind and mentorship opportunities. And the day Bill passed away due to the pandemic, with him, all those skills was gone. If there was some sort of skills transfer, official something, where where that could be transferred to the next generation. But, you know, and and maybe Bill's not the right example to use because I know that his commitment to this industry was, was second to none, but that there was something formal out there where those that get up early in the mornings, those that spend so many hours away from their family and their children to deliver on on hospitality experience has some sort of official recognition out there. I still think to such a large extent, people in our industry are looked upon as that's not the private investment sector. It's not the kind of career path that I want to follow if I'm a school leaver. Um, it's kind of you get born into hospitality and then then it takes you. Like in my family, I'm the only one that's that's involved in the sector. And I was very surprised the other day when I when I spoke to a group of young young students, and that it's almost the trend. Like they, no one really understands the full potential of what this sector can unlock, mm. um, because there is nothing official out there. Um, and and I would love to see something official, where you know I came up with this crazy idea at um, one in Daba briefing session, I think it was back in 2018. And I said, why have the hidden gems all in one corner trying to find their way? Why not place on every established brand stand a yellow chair and put an SMME on there that's looking for mentorship, that's looking for guidance and mm. allow a thriving brand to make their appointments, run their diary, introduce their buyers to this this person that is unlocking potential. But mm. um, we get so busy in our industry just getting by that we forget about that skill transfers um, mm. footprint. And to me, that's that's big. Because over the years, I, I learned so much, but it's sitting with me. I would have loved to have shared that, but in a formal recognized sort of blueprint. That mm. I knew I can register on the following platform. This is what what will be dedicated to my fellow tourism um, professional or aspiring person, or that that platform was available to me. That I knew I could register there and I could then learn from someone else. Um, but we also 
you know, clustered in our silos that we don't get to share often, unfortunately. Yeah. I would love to share more. But it comes back to that collaboration discussion we had at the beginning of this talk. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, you say skills, skills transfer and skills sharing. I think we don't, mm. I think we all need to get to a point in our careers where we're, we aren't nervous to share the, that knowledge and share, you know, even, uh, yeah, uh, you know, just, yeah, just, just share. Uh, obviously not right. intellect, intellectual capital or whatever, but just share, you know. But I, something that I will always, always value and treasure and and remember is that Google map that you did of where the UK tour operators were. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I put that out there relevant. for everybody. Yeah, it was current, and it was it was selfless. Mm. And to well, me, thank you. That was just like wow. Yeah. Know, how many people do does that? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's the thing is, I did that, and I thought, well, you know, I've spent weeks working on this, and what's the point of just me having it? You know, let's let's everybody else know where the people in the UK, the businesses are. You know, there wasn't any private information; it was the name of the company and the address. And for anybody listening who who wants uh, that map, uh, please reach out to me because I'll I'll send it through. And for me, it's yeah, I mean, it's it's. There's no point. There's no point in doing all this work, and you know, you're not giving away private intellectual capital of your business. You're giving away public knowledge that's on the web, on LinkedIn, that you've just consolidated in, into one one form for for everybody. And there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of that going around. You know, it's not just it's not just the me and my map. There's there's so, there's so many other people that have uh, that are that are sharing. Their, their experience and knowledge and and helping. Uh, but um, it was a yeah. it was a it was a it was an amazing initiative and and gesture because well, it did mean that I didn't have to go and and research on LinkedIn and public platforms and it was all in one space. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, no problem, no problem at all. I'm glad you found it uh, useful. So just well, okay, let's let's maybe start uh, wrapping up. But I. I just this is another question I I like to ask people as well. You, you know, we we've all been through the ringer in the last three years. I I see and acknowledge everything that that you've been through as well. And there are so many hands on your shoulder guiding guiding you, propping you up, helping you. What what motivation can you give to someone who's just starting in the industry or or struggling to to kind of feel that they they are back to where they want to be you you must have i know i've had to really grapple you know mental health wise and focus on you know just certain tools that i've learned to to help me get through the last three years because any none of us were unscathed what 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 sticks out in your mind is one thing or many things that that helped you and how what what advice would you give to say pick yourself up this is what you need to do get back on the horse so to me is is recognition through others that will vouch for you and and for me it was a it was a hard a hard kind of balance to find because i'd i take to market or to market huge investments that owners have are trusting me 
to to be successful and a very simple tool i used was a a video endorsement platform I actually built with two south african um entrepreneurs siabonga tewa and tyron adams they they were voted by forbes africa's top 30 under 30 in the tech space and i said to them if I get a young student that says, I've worked in a restaurant, I've worked in a guest house. What record of evidence do you, does he or she really have to prove that they arrived on time, they went above and beyond, they looked beyond the horizon? So I applied this little innovation to my own life, where if I've sat in a meeting and I've presented the product, I would stand next to the two operator and say, did we reposition the product? And we made a joint video, obviously on the Handshake SA platform, both parties owns the endorsement, but I created that tool as a tourism tool to showcase that I'm doing my work, but I'm also acting as the assistant buyer in the process and that my peer is trusting me. So for me, that was a tool that I, I came up with out of desperation mm. to, to get people to vouch for me. And, and that's won me contracts. I'll never forget that I did a, a Sata Uru South Coast tourism training session with Lebo. And after the training session, he stood next to me and he's like, we achieved the following objectives and Rudy's course material was wonderful and da-da-da. But on LinkedIn, I feel so much is about self-promotion. We're all sitting there and we're promoting ourselves. But when your customer next to you is jointly promoting you, it makes a big difference. So for me, it's important to hear other people boost you because yeah. that's what gets you over the hurdle. And for me, that has been incredible because I've had so many of our customers you know, cheering for me and yes. I'll always be so grateful. Um, yeah, those words, absolutely, 100%. Those words of encouragement have kept uh, have kept me going as well. So you absolutely, I can relate to that. So what? how do people get hold of you? What, is there anything, you were talking about Handshake, is there anything that you want to guide people to in terms of websites? I will put it in the description, but if you can just yeah. run through how to get hold of you, Rudy, and any other business that, you know, that you want to highlight. Yeah, I'll send you my QR code. Um, Handshake is a passion project. I, I do that in the evenings. I'm always looking for users. Mm -hmm. So if you're a SMME that wants to showcase your product, create a showreel, um, capture trust, then speak to me about that. Um, or Siabonga or Fatima or Lavisa. Um, there's an amazing young team of South Africans that are are as passionate about this project as I am. I'm always looking for people to test the product, um, so that'll be great. And um, yeah, I'll send you my QR code. Get hold of me. Look at the products that I promote. They all they have big hearts, and um, they create employment for over 820 South African hoteliers as independent hotels and and um, destination professionals. So I've got huge respect for the work that they allow me to celebrate. Mm. Well, thanks, Rudy. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll include that in the description. And, uh, you know, I, from, you know, chatting to you, especially over the last three years, for me, it's you're just getting started, Rudy. I can see that. You're just <laughs> getting started. And uh, of the full potential of, of, I think, yeah, what, what you're capable of, is, is going to light up certainly, uh, yeah, the tourism industry and, and, and a lot of South Africa. So, uh, so certainly now when you talk about lighting up is what we all need. Um, 
So thanks, Rudy. Thanks for your time. And it's always great chatting to you. And we'll see you over in the UK soon, I'm sure. Likewise, Graham. And uh, I will let you know when, when this airs so you can you can put it on your channels too. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Have a wonderful day. You too, Rudy. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to KuzaCast, where we explore the world of tourism with leaders from all corners of the globe. Join me, Graham Watson, for future episodes as we dive into the latest trends and insights from the industry. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating, and we'll see you next time on KuzaCast.